0: It was a way to give, show respect to the audience and respect
1: your own business. It was a way to protect it. I am Mr. Retriever.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, heels the faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks.
1: I am Mr. Richie Moon. And I'm Kayfabe AJ. And I'm Kayfabe
2: Focus.
0: And this is Kayfabe Avenue,
2: and this is NXT 30 Review. NXT Next. XXX. Yeah. And we're not talking about the
1: Diesel. <laughs> all right, so, so uh, I mean, NXT has been kind of lackluster for me. Damn! I'm not gonna even Damn. lie. Damn. Damn! There's a couple. Whoa! Th- a- whoa! A-
2: whoa! What?
1: I can't be honest.
0: NXT like yeah, we are. No. And this is
1: why no. the pre-show has Breeze Angle versus Birch and Lorkin versus Legado del Fantasma. Now, no, it
2: was right, Raul Mendoza and um.
1: And they're from.
2: And uh, the
1: other one, and they're from I don't I don't see they're the saying. Legado. <laughs> I didn't see
2: the first shot. But
1: no, but it wasn't The um... I didn't say it was. I says Legado del Fantasma, the League of Fantas, of Fantasma. Oh. Yeah, that's what that's it means. Name. That is their name. <gasps> it's the Legado del Fantasma. Ijo, no, guy, that, that means that. the League of the Phantom, I pretty much. That's what, what they call them, them, League of the Phantom. Either. So, but yeah, in Spanish, Legado del Fantasma. So, we have. uh this is why I feel like it's kind of lackluster Because Brazango is just coming back They're they're just, you know, gelling They've had maybe, what, three, four matches on NXT recently And I feel like the booking for, for certain matches Were either lackluster or it was like, mm, for what? This was one of those Now, I'm glad it was on the pre-show Because I didn't feel like they built this up enough it God, was, honest truth, they, they didn't, didn't.
0: But but it was for the number one contendership for the NXT Tag
2: Team Champion. That Which was, is a good
1: uh, future booking situation. Say
2: this should have been a fatal four-way. They should have had the candle bucks in there as well, and they should have Ooh. won the candle bucks.
1: The the fake bucks that's on the NXT now, they look just like the bucks, but just like they look like if they took more age from the Rockers from the Rock and Roll Express. And then try to get, like, you know, the young gear of the young bucks. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, because the other day, They look horrible, by the way. The other day, Dango uh, beat the Canada Bucks. Okay. On NXT. Well, let's start the show Yeah, top. they're the Canadian Bucks. Yeah, let's
1: start the show off. So, Dango ends up winning, and it's like... Why? Because
0: this dirty. We've had
1: we've there. had the league the league of. You, you, you saw him this, do it
2: right. He was like, this, yeah. I, I, didn't say, I didn't say it for sure,
0: but we we've dirty,
1: dirty, had the the, the God of the Phantasma. They've been built pretty strongly. Their leader's the cruiserweight champion. This is the opportunity to double down on that stable.
0: What oh, is the Trap House Squad? Oh yeah, they should definitely won that. Oh yeah, because their leader is like their leader's he's, <laughs> he's, yeah. He's a drug he's a drug lord. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. And, oh, my God. You see, and I'm the one that Man. throws negativity. No, that's not tight. negative.
0: Look at What is, this is his, name? Mario What's his name? What's his name? What's the Cruiserweight champion's name? It's like... Raul. The Fantasma. his name, phan- fantasma. His name No, it's like Escobar and Santana. It's, Escobar. it's like and it, it basically took two drug dealers' names and mixed it together, and that's his name. And they move like they move like cartels. That's the, that's the underlying thing of their
2: gimmick. I thought everybody knew that. Except you got a Filipino in there. They're well, so so All right, well,
1: I personally it. didn't think Brazango should have won this. I think he should have went to the League of the Phantoms. They the the because the they've been from. they've been built up pretty strongly, especially with their work against um you know Drake Maverick and them. I mean Brazango, they always get a good start, then somebody gets injured or something happens that pulls them out of the game. Hopefully, if they're gonna pull the trigger on them, fuck it. Hopefully it's a good run at least. So, injury, NSC Takeover yeah. finally yeah. starts after this pre show match. We have the opener being Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Now, what did you guys think about this matchup this right here?
2: Matchup. I it was, think it showed that the
0: real Rocky Rose really showed up. It was really good because T- Timothy Thatcher is a great in ring technical Matt map wrestler, and Finn Balor hung in there with Matt uh, Move for Move. It, it was really, you know, based around ligaments. Of Finn Balor's knee was getting injured. He was he was, net, he was nursing a knee for a couple of weeks, and he went for the coup de gras, banged his knee up, and it was just a really good mat. It was a really good mat-based wrestling match, I'm just telling the story through that, you know? So, uh, now,
1: Finn Balor comes out on the top of this. Yeah, Timothy
0: um, Thatcher looks strong in he took, <clears throat> he took, he took But I think it's away.
1: time for Timothy Thatcher to actually start getting some more wins. Like, his work recently has been really good, and I think Finn Balor could have took this loss.
0: Uh, he could have, but I think, I think Finn Balor was the right person.
1: I watch. mean, unless fin- Finn Balor springboards into, like, either the next contender for the NXT title I, I think, or think, the next contender against the yeah. North American champion. so
0: Because there was so much controversy in how he lost his match, you know, with all the, the, the interferences and people like that. So, I think that's why they're building yeah. this, this. So, this
1: hopefully, hopefully, Finn Balor is eventually uh, going down for a title – you know having this win like 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 you said they they kind of overlooked the fact that he's been winning yeah. he's actually only lost like twice on NXT period yeah so you know Finn Balor should definitely be in a big position although i feel like Timothy Thatcher you know, he
0: has, time. He, has more, yeah. he has
1: more time, but I feel like he could have benefited way more oh, yeah, with totally, this win. Totally but speaking of the North American Championship, the next match is the latter match for Ooh. the NXT North America Championship. Now, the storyline going into this match was um, what's his name? Keith yeah. Lee was the double champion, he won both titles, and two weeks later, he ended up relinquishing the belt mm-hmm. because he didn't want to feel like he was holding people back and um, not giving them the opportunity to fight for a title as opposed to him clogging both divisions and maybe one person at a time going after his belts. So over the course of these weeks, the the gimmick behind the entire TakeOver is this is the 30th TakeOver event. So the weeks leading into this had a series of triple threat matches with every uh, winner going, picking, you know, ended up with a slot. For this ladder match Eventually Johnny Gargano Winning a second opportunity match To get back into this uh, Ladder match Velvety Dream returning out of left field mm-hmm. And securing a spot We've had Cameron Grimes Kind of in the picture Bronson Reed Looked very strong leading into this And in this match Very strong And Damian Priest um, He's been like, a, a, He's the been built up He's been built up for a while and I feel like all he's been doing is cutting uh, Archer of Infamy style promos where My name will live he's, I am because he speaks like that but he hasn't really been doing much this was something for him to sink his teeth into Indeed. he ends up pulling Indeed. out the victory and being the first Puerto Rican NXT champion. <laughs> The first Puerto Rican champion in WWE in a long time. Long time. We're talking about Carlito as far as singles division. And we're talking about uh, his brother, Epico uh, Primo, and their cousin Epico with the tag titles. The last time uh, some Puerto Ricans held any gold in WWE. So do the math. It's been a long time. It was a good night for Puerto Ricans tonight with... On the AEW side, we had Elise and Diamante winning their tag team tournament. So congratulations for the AEW side. But good night in Hispanic wrestling there, history there's tonight. One,
2: there's one more that we gotta announce, but you know
1: like, that's, that's later on. Later on, all right. Well, you'll get back to that. So Damian Priest with the win. What do you think about the match? What do you think about Damian Priest think being the champion? I
2: think it was probably match of
1: the night. I if think I, it was match of the, I, the I, night too.
2: This, there was so many good spots. It's like, how can you pick just one? Um, I like I like the finish too as well, where they were fighting for the thing, and it, it seems like um, like Johnny Gargano. Yeah, 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 you know, they, he just hit him with the with the belt, and then he took it. You know, it was, it was yeah. great.
0: I mean, it, was, it was good to see Boric would take it and get the win. You know, I just wish I, his, I'm always going to count him for his voice, but everything else about Damian Free. I like his gimmick. I like everything. I like the fact that he celebrated and he got into the hot tub with leather pants on. <laughs> you know,
2: one of the girls in the hot tub is Joey Janelle's girlfriend. Nice.
1: Oh, that's funny. Nice. That's funny. I just want to put that out there. Um, that's it. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to call out a, a spot um, that I liked in the match, even though they kind of Messed it up a little bit, but I saw what they were going for and it was kind of like really different So they had Velveteen Dream on the turnbuckle Then they had a, a ladder oh, sandwiching boy. him Oh yeah. They had another person in between that ladder yeah. with another ladder stacked up Damien Priest tried to put a ladder sideways to like jump up and sit on it yeah. so Pretty much three people crushed yeah. Then a lot of the ladder smashing Damian Priest every yeah. time they rock that ladder, it'll knock everybody in between. And then Velveteen Dream just getting his head rocked every time, yeah. yeah. Four people getting uh attacked with a ladder at the same time, something a spot that's never really been done. And um, like
2: Bronson Reed just wants to just go and just run on everybody, yeah. Bronson yeah. Reed, and big, big guy, the spot they did out of that,
0: it, was a, it was a superplex powerbomb, German suplex devastator because he had one guy on the shoulders. Doing the German, they, they were doing the it. So it was, yeah, it was, yeah, like it, a was it was, it was, it was a
1: great match. Something you should definitely go out your way to see as far as takeover 30 goals. My favorite match of the night. Yeah, um, moving on, we have Adam Cole versus Pat hey, McAfee. And God on the shoe, I knew going in, Pat has actually been training behind the scenes for quite some time. He's been a, you know, guest commentator. For mm-hmm. WWE and these pre-shows Leading up to the specific pay-per-views So, it's been building up for, so a, while. Building up for yeah, a while You know, when this When uh, this, I think the story was Kind of uh, pulled Pulled off really well When they originally sh- uh Did the angle for this, it was Adam Cole Doing Pat McAfee's uh, Podcast radio show And there was some tension You know, McAfee throwing shots at Adam Cole Not taking him serious And they had already built upon You know a previous incident yeah. backstage. So that tension spilled over into the podcast. They used that as the catalyst for the angle. Mm-hmm. And we have Pat McAfee pretty much challenging um, Adam Cole. During the whole thing, even the entrance, everything, he tried to mock the Undisputed Era, coming out with his entourage of people with Cole suck shirts. And, um, you know, everything was a joke. But once they got in the ring, the joke was over. And I want to say hats off to. Pat McAfee, like he held his own for the most part, you know. Yeah. Honestly, he comes off like most celebrities do, a little awkward in the ring. But for some guy, this is his first match ever. Kudos to that man. He took superplexes. He took a Canadian uh, what does Panama, what, what Panama Sunrise, which is the Canadian destroyer from the turnbuckle. He did.
2: He did, he did a backflip off of the top turnbuckle. And then leapfrog onto the top turnbuckle. Yep. And then That's- gives a. Uh, Did
1: a, a senton bomb from the outside, from the turnbuckle to the outside, onto the Undisputed Era and his entourage. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of good spots. It he was matched. impressive. I yeah, feel like it was Pat impressive.
0: McAfee was Pat McAfee was good. He put on a good match. He, he trained. He's an athlete. You know, most, he's been training.
1: I, I think most important, they let Adam Cole come out on top. They showed that. Because I think if, if you were to let Pat McAfee win, it kind uh, of do devalues wrestling, kind of devalues the sentiment of, take exactly. me serious. I'm a professional athlete. I'm a professional wrestler. I've been the champion. So, I don't think this is over, honestly. Uh, I think good. there's more legs on, on this this story. I don't know if that's the best interest for the viewers. Because, you know, Pat McAfee, although Pat McAfee, you're decent, McAfee, and the, you're awkward. Well, <laughs> he
0: all, but Pat McAfee can cut a good promo. He put on a good match, and I don't think you really need to really go any further with this. The right person won. You know, it was, it was a good
1: match. It was, it was yeah. good stuff. You know, crescendo at its right point. So I don't think they really need to go any further. With so yeah, Adam Cole with okay, the win. Um, like I said, decent match. That's probably a match you want to actually go and match. see. It was fun. Match. Uh, it was fun and a good showing for Pat McAfee. Any Pat McAfee Turner fans out Undisputed there?
0: Undisputed error faces this time.
1: Yeah, they need something new for sure. They faces, so the next match was the NXT Women's Championship match with Ooh. Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai, um, and I want to say this match was good. It was a lot of back and forth, but there was a lot
2: of kicks.
1: I wasn't invested.
2: What?
1: I was not invested. Why? Like I feel like although Dakota Kai did technically go through the ranks and earn her number one contendership, you know. Uh, I believe it was a fatal four-way elimination match she wanted in. in. Mm -hmm. I still don't feel like Dakota Kai had, like, there wasn't any real substantial rivalry between her and Io. Like, it felt like a regular exhibition match to me. It didn't feel like there was anything really important on the line. And not at once did I feel like Io Shirai was in danger of losing the title. No, this
0: is just a, this is just a good title defense for Io Shirai. That's what this was. And it was a good showing for, Dakota Kai. Yeah, I, I never thought for one second that Dakota Kai was gonna win. I just thought this was a good this is a good
2: title match. I don't, know, I, I don't think that she portrays herself as a, a as a believable heel. I think she's a sl- she's a slanging heel,
0: she's a cowardly heel.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so after the match, we have Gonzalez comes out and attacks um Io Shirai, which won the match, mm-hmm. retaining her belt. We end up having Rhea Ripley coming out and uh, stopping Gonzalez's attack. Wait,
2: but did she do um, her two foot uh, stomps in the beginning?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, she she, did, she took 10 minutes to come out. I didn't
2: see that. She was,
1: she was actually supposed to come out while the match was still going on. But, you know, Rhea Ripley got to do her whole entrance. She got to do the stops. So she was actually late. Sure. But to the viewers, it looked like it was on time because Triple H told her, you know, start early. Do your entrance backstage. And then you can lead it to, so by the time you do your stop, it's actually time for you to come out. God. So, um, yeah, she'll never live that down when never it comes to kayfabe But But, um, yeah, we have that rivalry brewing between Ray Ripley and uh, Gonzalez. Uh, it's iffy uh, to me. I really don't care about it. What I do care about is the announcement of the return of NXT UK. A lot of guys have mm-hmm. been stranded uh with no work, a lot of guys have been in limbo since covid nineteen shut uh Europe down, and the access from America to Europe has been you know stagnant so hopefully that means that the avenues of travel have kind of opened up. We could get more shows across the board We could get the people that we've been missing on the shows people like Pete Dunn who have uh missed a lot who kind of got stopped in his his uh storyline with uh dude. He Matt was, Riddle, who's he now was, on SmackDown,
0: he was an NXT tag team champion. He got stripped from that. Now his tag team partner is up on freaking SmackDown, the main roster. Like, come on!
1: And man. he's probably gonna have to come back to NXT and, and re earn yeah, re-earn his spot.
0: But who knows? It might they might shoot him up straight up to the main roster. Who knows? They might.
1: Uh, I mean, they I mean, that wouldn't necessarily even be a bad look, uh, when it comes to Pete Dunker's Pete Dunne is the longest reigning NXT, NXT UK champion. Yeah, I don't think he needs it. I think no. the only thing that he's missing is an actual NXT championship. Yeah. I believe I, I he had the North to, Well, did he have the North American t- title? No. I know he fought for it, no, but, fought but I'm not I'm not sure it. if he won it. I don't it.
0: feel like Pete Dunne needs to win the NXT uh championship because he was the he's the longest reigning NXT UK. I feel like him, I feel like he should go to the May roster. Not up. He should move over to
1: the Yeah, roster. I think he should move over to to. Uh-huh. He either Raw SmackDown I, I, I think that's the
2: note
1: below, too. <laughs> to the Yeah, that is uh, that uh, is uh, definitely elevate, below
2: elevate the Cruiserweight no,
1: championship.
2: No. You got some you can no. do that elevate, the Yeah,
1: yeah let, let let's move on let's to a, a, a <laughs> title that does not need elevation to a uh you know, division that doesn't need elevation, which is the NXT heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. We have Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross and mm-hmm carry across the look, the manager in Scarlett, the music with the end is here. Like he has the total package. I believe that he would one day be NXT champion. Did I believe it would be tonight? No, I did not. I was actually shocked that they made Keith Lee a transitional champ. And although I understand why they did it? Because, you know, who knows? Maybe Keith Lee is going to move up soon. He was big last year in Survivor Series. Maybe it's time to call Keith Lee up to Raw SmackDown.
0: Maybe. That's what I'm hoping uh, because it was just – it was a bit – yeah, I, I didn't think that Keith Lee would be a traditional champion. But beating Adam Cole, the longest reigning NXT champion of all time, becoming the second uh, black champion, NXT champion, and double champion like that, you know what I'm saying? They, they built him up. So maybe he's just getting called over to the main roster, but, you know, I know there was, like you said, you know, I knew they were going to hot shot carry across, but I didn't think they were going to, this guy's been in NXT for like, I think this might be like the fastest rise. He's been, in, he's been, in, he's been in NXT. Yeah. I mean, he life. gave me, he gave me whiplash with it. He came in after COVID, right? Yeah. yeah he mm-hmm. came in after COVID and I think this might be like the fastest rise of any NXT superstar that we've ever seen go from debuting to being a
2: champion and you and you believe him immediately. You mm-hmm. believe him immediately. It's just I, I mean the fact, guy was fact, lifting fact, Keith fact, Lee. Matter fact I don't I would say Kevin Owens Kevin Owens. Faster than Karen Cross? Yeah.
1: Yeah Kevin Owens kind of shot as, straight as soon, to that as title.
2: As soon as soon as as, as Kevin Owens debuted, mm-hmm. he powerbombed bombed Sami Zayn when he won the oh, championship. Yeah, yeah. And afterwards he had the match for it, Damn. which he won. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so him and Kevin Owens probably got competition with each other. on Fastest rise to the NFC Championship. But I got to say, it looks good on the kid. It looks good on him. Um, I feel like he, like I said, he got the total package. This was actually a great match. One thing I'm like, why the hell did they break the, the COVID barriers between the fans and them? I mean, fiberglass is hard to damage, period. But... Isn't that, like, kind of productive to the COVID measures? I
2: mean, I think, that, I think that was by accident, though.
1: Probably. I hope it was because it's kind of stupid. You got people all over your back criticizing how you handle COVID-19. Yeah, but. You know, in comparison to, like, an AEW who's been on top of it, um, you know, nobody's really caught COVID in AEW or passed it on to anyone else. So. I
2: don't know, Rene. You might be joining AEW, so... I mean, but that's, a, that's, a,
0: that's a mad argument because, like, you're wrestling... Period. So, like, if people are really worried that much about
2: COVID, they're wrestling. So,
1: so with, with uh, that ending, Takeover 30, what do you think about the show overall? I
2: think, I think it was great having Carrying Cross becoming the NXT champion. Uh, another win for Puerto Ricans that night since Carrying Cross is Puerto Rican.
1: Oh, is he? Yes, he is. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. He
2: is the first. Oh, it's Puerto a great, Rican great NXT night for Hispanics. Champion wow. As well.
1: I didn't know that. Well, kudos to him. Damn, made no. made us proud. I mean, he gave me whiplash. Now you gave me another one. Good. That's good for the culture. I, I definitely appreciate that. Damn, I didn't know that. That's what's up. Um, overall, I think NXT kind of had it rough uh, as far as keeping my attention or, or just being the, the bigger draw as far as Saturday went. Dynamite was – at 6 o'clock, so it had the lead, the hour lead-up before TakeOver even started, so anybody who was already watching AEW maybe didn't switch the channel or turn on the network for TakeOver. I actually was watching both at the same time, and I feel like yeah, this was a big show for TakeOver, I mean for NXT being a TakeOver, but it didn't. This was the first TakeOver that I can actually say you could probably miss. Outside of the title exchanges, I feel like this was a missable takeover. There was no big debuts. There was no big uh, callbacks to the old NXT outside of Corey Graves commentating, outside of a little video package. But this being the big thirty, you would think that they will make this a historic, a memorable situation. I feel like AEW kind of took the steam out of them before they could even start, because you were, if, if you were doing what I was doing, you was dual casting. You were heavily invested in AEW and everything. It was action-packed start to finish. Character development, like, hell, you know, takeovers are usually about the matches, about the ending of storylines, or the, the formation of new storylines. I feel like they didn't do that much. I feel like the only thing we know for sure is we have a new number one contender for the tag titles, and we have new champions, but there's no big emerging star um, outside of a you know the stat for carrying cross, but there's no real big emerging stars, there's no debuts. This didn't feel like a takeover to me, yeah. And then
2: and I would say Timothy Thatcher came as a little, a little bit of an emerging star, and maybe a Priest too, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad takeover.
1: I think Thatcher's it, been proving it, it, that over it, it really the course of like, a couple of months, though. But, really but I don't really feel like this takeover I, I think, did I anything think, specifically think, yeah, for anyone.
2: He, he just faced uh, a wrestler that. Just came from a main roster, had a great match. Didn't have you don't have any type of complaints. He just faced a main roster guy and looked strong. Like that, would, that he didn't put he didn't do it. Yeah, he looked he looked strong
0: right? in defeat. This is this is the okay. This is this is an okay takeover, but I that's the problem. It, it, it's takeover. Like, like, takeover is yeah, yeah, supposed to be massive. Takeover is supposed to be like oh my gosh, did you see takeover last night? And exactly. Nobody's coming out of this like oh my god, it was a good show. But honestly, I was more invested with AEW. And I hate to say that because NXT thirty, but it just it didn't feel like this it, is the first. This like is God
1: different. on the shoe in thirty in thirty takeovers. This is the first takeover I felt was lackluster. That I feel like there was there was good matches on paper. It was a great card on paper, but in in actually captivating us and keeping us wanting, you know, at the edge of seat. I never felt like I was on the edge of my seat. The latter match was probably the only time I was like, Ooh, "Oh, oh," you know, like got excited. But other than that, it was like, "Oh, this is this is happening." I, I I'm sorry, and you know, I hate to admit this, but when the Io Shirai match was happening, I, I asked Focus, "I'm like, do we care about this match?" "Oh, oh, we care." Yeah. Okay, and I try to watch, and it's like. Uh, do, do we care I and mean, focus I, focus I mean, as I a care. like nah I, we don't care I mean, about this match <laughs> I can't
0: say I can't say it on my end I, I care but it's just I just if I was watching it during the same time I would have not cut off AEW to start watching it
1: next. oh no no I mean I, I went mean, in I watched. I thought they were actually going head to head 8 p.m. 8 p.m. and a week prior you like oh which one are you gonna watch that well I'm watching AEW first and that would have not been the bad decision You know, I don't want to make this an AEW-centric episode. This is about TakeOver 30, but I feel like NXT, ever since they went live, they are too pressured to keep up the momentum. The stars are obviously not being rotated the way they used to. They're not getting the same amount of rest and vacation days or whatever the case may be, or just R&R days. And it shows. It It shows, especially during COVID, where the roster's stretched thin, And there's not a lot of options, so the options that you do have, we have to be interested. You know, uh, scandals aside with Velveteen and stuff like that, you know, people have started their little rise and things have held them back, Velveteen being that scandal. That was a big part of the show, you know. um, Johnny Gargano, how many times can we see a Johnny Gargano storyline with the Ciampa? And for that matter, where's Ciampa been? You know, like... there's he
0: injured. injured. He got written off TV. Yeah, he got oh, he's off TV. injured again? Damn. No, he got... Not, not real injured. They, did, they he, just they
2: wrote him off TV. Oh
1: maybe he's in retribution. Oh. Uh, nah, well, I don't carrying know. Carry a cross But so I feel watch. like NXT needs to get back that that it factor, like that you have to watch us. Like, not that... You can watch us. You know, we're an option. No, we're the option. We're the show.
0: They have lost their cool since AEW started. Because it seems like they're worried about AEW. They may not say it. They may not ever allude to them. But ever since AEW has come on, ever since Wednesday Night Dynamite has come on, AEW, excuse me, NXT has lost that cool, that, that it, whatever that it factor that has, that, like you said, that we have to watch NXT, they lost it ever since Dynamite. State.
1: I think COVID also exposed them because now that Raw and SmackDown kind of got brought down to the NXT level with the performance centers, everything looks the same yeah, across the product. So the there's nothing really special anymore about them.
0: Because their crowd it was a crowd. Their crowd is a backbone. NXT's crowd is is like another superstar. And they need that superstar.
1: I mean, they're in Florida. Florida's opening up uh a lot of places. Yeah. Uh daily's places allowing AEW to fill up to ten, fifteen percent capacity. True. So we're gonna slowly see that trickle back in. NXT feels like it, it's sorely it. missing their audience. They need, they need that like yes. tomorrow. Um Overall, match quality wise I would never knock the match quality wise Of NXT, match quality wise Top to bottom, it was really good I just need to be invested in these Characters and I feel like yeah. Outside of Keith Lee Outside of Karrion Cross, and As much as I'm happy for Boricua Taker, but character wise He's not doing it for me um, You're you not know, you
0: know, you interested in Boricua
2: Taker? It?
1: No, I'm not <laughs> so you know, I'm you interested in, in. I'm interested in uh, Oni Larkin and the Timothy Thatchers and um, who's the other guy they uh, this guy up, for? Not
0: enough um, for development. I give. I give NXT 33 out of five. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. It should be five out of five, but it's not. It's yeah,
1: not I mean, I will probably think the same. I, I, I feel like they they need that fire back, but we can do this all day, and I don't yeah, want to make this a long. When did story about how NFC can do better. Takeover was decent for the most part. The matches were great. Me personally, they just need that fire back. Um, congratulations to Carry Cross and Boricua Taker. Rich, where can they find you?
0: You can find me at the Rich Moon Show on YouTube, on all podcasts, and on the YouTube. Like, share, and subscribe. You can find me at KFave Avenue on Instagram, on Facebook. On Facebook, come join the chat room. You know what I'm saying? Come debate with us. Dops and pictures, all that shenanigans. And we are on podcast, Kfabe Avenue, all major platforms. And we are on the Twitter. That's what. Right. The, the Twitter.
1: Focus, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Instagram and username is name Tick and try
1: another. And Archer slash Archer of Infamy.com. You can find me <laughs> at Kfabe <Kate> underscore <laughs> AJ on Instagram. You, AJ.
2: <laughs> You've been making fun of my height with the whole night. <laughs>
1: this
2: is Adam Cole and Monique Watch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, you can find me at KFAB underscore AJ on Instagram, like Rich said. Uh, follow our Facebook group, like, share, subscribe our YouTube channel, find us on the Twitter. Twitter. That means, but so- that has been Rich, Mr. Richie Moon. That's been KFAB Focus, and I've been KFAB AJ Kenny. Take us home. Why do you always have
2: to take us home, bro? Always oh, bye. bye. And
0: good night, Ben!